For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look very, very sober this morning. And you look like someone who has been fasting. And ask them, is it true? Is it true? Amen. Can you adjust my volume for me a little bit? Amen. But what a wonderful time we've had through the week. It's been tiring, but worth it. Amen. Those of you who have been joining the line, we start praying at 3 a.m. We pray till 6 a.m. It's, it's possible. And we're all adjusting to it, isn't it? So we're going to continue this week um, from tomorrow. We're going to start again, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And this time, the only change is that try not to break it till at least 3 p.m. All right? Because some of you were breaking right after we finish. All right, so we'll still maintain the same prayer time, 3 to 6 a.m., and then we'll come back at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., but now stretch it a little bit more and go beyond the breakfast. So don't try not to eat, drink a lot of fluids, water, water, uh, that it flush your system. It's also medically good, yes. Yesterday, I, was, I happened to listen to a little clip from Miles Monroe, who passed a couple of years ago, and was talking about how inside, he's not a doctor, but he said, what he said was exactly true. Inside our large intestines, okay, you have food caked up there for years. There are some things that have been there for like three, four, five, six years. Yes. So when you fast, what happens is because the pH, your, the acidity in your, in, your, in your bowels change, drinking a lot of water and all that, it just flashes it. Flash. So it's, it's good detox or cleansing. So that's the benefit of it. Amen. Amen. But I, I think a lot of you are fast because you look slimmer than what you were last week. And some people are also gaining weight. <laughs> We should do a weight check, right? But God has been good. Lift up your hand and just begin to bless him. Everyone just begin to bless God for his goodness, his mercies. Thank him, bless him, honor him, give him praise for all that he has done up till now. Just honor him. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for how far you have brought us and how far you are taking us. Thank you. Thank him for strength. And thank him for what he has done for us spiritually. Bless him. Give him praise. Give him honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you tired standing? All right. It's good to stand. All right. Let's have the verse for the week quickly. Is Esther here? Sister Esther. Small Esther. We have the books, right? All right, open the box. We'll do that right after. Let's have the verse for 
the wick? Is it there? Do you have it? All right. But I'm not promise me that the verses will be quick today. So Matthew 9, 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You see, there's an old song that we used to sing, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be... Yeah. You see, so when, when you say you want to be like Jesus, this is how Jesus is. His heart fainted when he saw sheep in need. Yeah, he cared when people didn't come to church. He cared when his South Center members were not around. He cared. He cared when he saw people who were needy and needed the word of God. He didn't just go by. He always thought of, how can we take care of these people? So that's the heart of Jesus. And if you want to be, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Yeah. So that is why the prophetic word for the year is the year of, of shepherd, isn't it? Or the year of the shepherd. So you ought to be like Jesus. What it means to be a shepherd is to have the heart of Jesus. Jesus always wanted to take care of people. And you must have that same attitude. Put your hand on your heart right now. Everyone, put your hand on your heart. And just for a few minutes, a minute or two, let's pray for our hearts and say, Lord, let my heart be like the heart of Jesus. Come on. Pray sincerely. Pray sincerely. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It means it has its great effect. It causes a change. This morning, just pray and say, Lord, let my heart be like Jesus. A compassionate heart. A compassionate heart. Yes. Lord, touch our hearts. I want to hear you pray this morning. Lift up your voice, everyone, everyone, everyone. Pray and say, Lord, let my heart be like the heart of Jesus. May I be a shepherd, a good shepherd, a great shepherd, one that cares about the sheep, one that even is, is, is full of compassion for the needs of the sheep. I'm touched. I should be touched. My heart should be touched by the needs of the sheep. My heart should be touched by the needs of people in church. My heart should be touched by the needs of people in my cell group. My heart should be touched by the needs of people in the world. My heart should be touched for the people around me who are not saved. That is the heart cry of Jesus. Come on. Pray and say, Lord, transform my heart. Transform my heart. Transform my heart. Let my heart change. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's say this verse together. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Matthew 9, 36. Let's say it again one more time. Matthew 9, 36. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Amen. Turn your Bibles quickly to Psalm 84. Psalm 84. Early this morning from 3 to 6, about 6.30, Apostle, our father here, had a prayer meeting with us. And the last topic basically we prayed about was to pray, pray for you, pray for the church, 
pray for our church members. And he used the scripture, and I think it's a very beautiful scripture. I want to share, share that with you, and let's pray for one more minute, and then we'll sit. So Psalm 84, and particularly, let's look at just verse 4. Verse 4. It says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Amen. Amen. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. You see, there's a particular kind of blessing that should come upon people who dwell in the house of God. These are people who come to church frequently, regularly. You're always in the house of God. When the doors of the house of God are open, you are there. There are blessings that you should enjoy. Bible says that God is a sun, he's a shield, and there's no good thing that he would withhold from us. So God likes to bless us, and it's our, our entitlement. We must be blessed, you see. But sometimes things don't just happen, you know. When we come to the car, I was sharing with Lady Pastor a short message that I had being preached by a great man of God about prayer. And he was just reminding and talking about, about the fact that if we don't pray, we don't give God permission to do what he has to do. So if you're in the house of God, you dwell in the house, you must be blessed. And when I say blessed, spiritually blessed and physically blessed and emotionally blessed. Blessed in every area of your life. You must have your needs met. Amen. So this morning, we're just going to lift up our voice one more time. We're going to pray and say, Lord, bless me. We don't often pray, bless me, bless me. But this morning, we are praying, bless me. And you are praying for yourself, all right? Ask God to bless you, meaning your needs should be met this year. Whatever your need, there's nothing too small or too big for God. Ask him right now. Lift up your voice right now. Oh, come on now. You're praying for yourself. Say, Lord, bless me. Bless me as I dwell in your house. Let me experience the blessings of God. Let my needs, and don't be ashamed. Mention your needs. Mention your needs. Mention the needs one by one. One by one. Tell God, I need this. I need this blessing. I need this particular blessing. I need this particular blessing. This particular blessing. This one. That one. Mention it before God, and God will bless you. Come on. Lift up that voice, everyone. You are praying for yourself just for 30 seconds or so. Pray and say, Lord, let, oh God, my needs be met. Bless me. Let the blessing that comes upon people who dwell in your house be upon me. Let that blessing be upon me. Let that bless. Let me experience it in 2020. This year, let me experience it. Let me have it. Oh God, let it be part of me in Jesus' name. Let, let this year not end without that blessing. Come on, pray and believe it. Believe it as you pray, because God will do it. God will do it. God will do it. That is his word. His word says, blessed are they that dwell. Are they that dwell in thy house. You dwell in the house of God. You have you are a member of, of a church. Of, you are a member of a church. You come to church every time church is, is, is happening. You are entitled to a blessing. Pray that that blessing will come to you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you one more time for this great opportunity to be in church. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you particularly for the blessings of even waiting upon you as we move on to our second week. Thank you for the blessings that we are expecting. We give you praise. We give you honor in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say amen.
All right, please be seated. Amen. So, as promised, our books are here, the anointing and the presence. So, let's distribute them. Everybody should have a copy. Everybody should have a copy. I have a copy, and I have a copy on my iPad too, if you want to see it there. So, I have two. I have it on every tablet I hold. It's even on my phone. So I can read it anywhere I am. So everybody, so those of you who are getting your copies, lift up your hand as they come around. And you should, you should pay for it. It's $10. It's a gift. It's more than that on Amazon, isn't it? It's 10 on Amazon now? Okay. The e-copy, but it... So on Amazon, the copy is 20. So we are not selling. Well, this is not about profit making. We order 60, 60 copies, and that should be good for everyone. All right? If you don't have your money now, just note your... You might as well, well raise your because everybody is going to get it. I'm going to make sure everybody gets it, because I want to be, you to be part of what we are doing. Okay? I want everybody to participate. Martha will buy one, and, and she'll buy... Two more for her children. They've reduced it. Last week it was 2020. So see it as a gift. A gift just to the body of Christ, the church. All right? It's not a sale. This is why it's blue. He couldn't make it. <laughs> All right. He's a men's leader, so now he can't die. Here yesterday, he said it was honorable blow. <laughs> honorable kojo blow. <laughs> blow, I don't know whether you're watching me from home, but I'm talking about you. All right, so lift up your hand if you haven't gotten a copy. If you don't have your money here, write your name, would get you, will come for you. Yes, are you taking cash up too? I think if you are getting cash up, you should add more. Because there's a fee to it, isn't it? Thank you, Joanne. If you want the money. Yeah, she wants her money, right? Do you know that, listen, do you know that Esther buys the books with her money? Pastor Kobe, don't interfere with my, my pastoral activities. Are you feeling hot? You are? Open your window. Crank up your, your window. Open a letter. They are feeling hot on that side, so let them crank it up. Angie, you can come and sit by me. She's feeling hot. There's a reason why I want her to feel cool. Only her. She's sweating. An expecting mother should not be sweating like that. All right, lift up your hands quickly, 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 quickly. It's all, all, almost 11 already. We, we ordered 10 books, 60 copies, because we know everybody should, should get one. Brother Kwame, where's your copy? Enoch, where's your copy? And where's your wife's copy? No, take, take your, is it a tablet? Uh, bring it out, let me see, I want to see it. Share. My eye red. 
Aha, uh -huh, Pierrot. You saw that was coming. Now you've raised your hand. You raised it before. Yeah, you get, if you are getting one for Ganyu, then get two. Mrs. Ganyu, two. Give Pierrot four. Oh, Mr. Ganyu, you have one. All right, three, three, three. Mrs. Ganyu. Pierrot is the best man for Mr. Ganyu, so yes. That's it. Fritz, raise your hand high so that because she can't see you. Paulina, where is your copy? Chief Shepherd Paulina. Hey, um, Esther, Paulina. Eh? And uh, you, you take another one. <laughs> Paulina. Esther, Paulina. Harry, where is your copy? Alex. Nat. Ken, Ken. You bought one for your wife, but you didn't buy one for yourself. <laughs> Do you know that husbands and wives don't go to heaven the same day? And there's nothing like familiar judgment. It's individual judgment. Ken, Ken. Aye. It's finished. Oh, it's finished. Esther, how do you, you're, come, come and give your copy to your husband. No, no, there's some. There's some. How do you sell books and you don't give your husband one? Emmanuel, he, she'll pay for it, okay? Don't pay. She'll pay. Anybody else? Emmanuel, where's your copy? It's not finished. This is yours. No. No, no, Paulina, that's yours. I'm not taking it. You also have a soft copy. Where is it? Sister Tia, do you have a book? You, you have two? You have two? She paid for it already. I was going to bless you with one, but if you paid, it's okay. Russell, where's your book? It's under your coat. Bring it out. Oh, you bought two. One for your wife. Put your hands together for Russell. And where's your wife's son? You, put, you have one book you put in the bag. When I say, where's your book? Then you bring it out. Then you put it back in the bag. Then when I ask your wife, where's the book? Then she goes back into the <laughs> What kind of tricks are you playing on me? Gustav. Eh? You just, but how about you? Paulina, bring your book. Gustav will pay for that one. Husbands and wives don't share books. You are very lucky, Paulina. Gustav, $10. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Michael. No, 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 Piero. No, no, but you, I need you to have one. You can't share. No, no, I keep it. We'll sort Michael out. We'll sort Michael out. Amen. So lift up your books. So let me explain 527 again. It comes from 1 Thessalonians 527. All right? And it's nothing but a topical Bible study. That's all. 
So this is full of scriptures, all right? Because sometimes people misunderstand this and they think we're doing something outside the Bible. It's just a study, a Bible study. We're using this book and we're going to be opening scriptures to show it, isn't it? So turn to chapter 1. Father, thank you for this book in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're praying with this book. I believe we are on chapter 7, isn't it? With prayer. We're actually on chapter 7 with prayer, I think, yeah. All right. So open to chapter 1. Chapter 1 is why do you need his presence to go with you? Why do you need his presence to go with you? Now, let me say this, that when you read uh, Bishop's books, okay, you can easily be deceived that it's not talking to you because you hear very often the word pastor and shepherd. And you can say, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a shepherd. But the, the philosophy in this church is that everyone is a church worker and should be a church worker, should be a church worker, and is a church worker. And that is why even our prophetic word for the year is the year of the shepherd, because you have to be a shepherd. So the expectation is that it's talking to you. Don't pass the word to the next door neighbor. When you hear the word pastor or shepherd, it is particularly talking to you. So the first chapter is why do you need his presence? Why do you need his presence? And the scripture for it is Exodus 33, 14 to 15. Okay. So, he gives us reasons, true biblical reasons why we need the presence of God. And the first reason is that Moses needed the presence of God. So, you also need it. You need his presence to go with you because Moses needed the presence of God with him. Even Moses. And we all know that Moses was sent, isn't it? God gave him an assignment to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, isn't it? Yet, he needed the presence of God. And I don't think there's anybody here that can say that they are, they were, they are greater than Moses. I mean, if you are greater than Moses, please stand up. Yeah, if you are greater than Moses, oh, please lift up, because I want you to pray for me and anoint me. I'll give you oil, and I'll line up all the pastors. Because, uh, what, what do you say? Moses, even look at that. He has, Moses has, I mean, Moses killed. You have you killed before? <laughs> so Moses needed the presence of God. So if Moses needed the presence of God, how much more us? Do you understand? We need the presence. Of, lift up your hand and say, I need the presence of God. Now, as you study this book, you see, as you go on, that the presence of God is very different from sometimes what we think is the presence of God. The presence of God is very different from the anointing on your life. The presence of God, of, of God is different from the gift of God on your life. You can operate in a gift without the presence. And that's very common. There are pastors, there are shepherds, there are people who, are, who seem to be doing so well. All right? Because you're operating a strong gift. It's a gift which God never takes away. That's why he says that his, his callings and his, his gifts and his callings are without repentance. He doesn't pull it back. He's a nice father. Yeah. 
Not like some of us who, when we are upset, tell our children that, bring me the thing I gave you. He never takes it back. So you cannot go by what you think is the presence of God and say you have the presence. You could well not have the presence of God. Are you understanding? So Moses, even despite the fact that he had an assignment from God, cried for the presence of God. Let's look at that scripture now. Exodus chapter 33, verse 14 to 15. Look at what it says. Exodus 33, 14 to 15. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. This is God talking, isn't it? Then look at what Moses said in 15. He said, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. If your presence will not go with me, I will not go. I need your presence. Do you see? It's almost like a relationship between a, a, a little kid and, and a parent. Maybe a little son and, and, and his mother. Sons are very close to mothers, isn't it? A son and his, and, and his mother. And he's saying to, 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 to uh, she can you imagine your son? Uh, you tell him, go, 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 go to bed or go into that room. I say, mommy, if, if, if you don't come, I'm not coming. I bet you he does that, doesn't he? Yeah. Because the child knows the value of the mother and knows that, look, I, I really can't go into this dark room without mommy. That is how inadequate a child feels. And that is the attitude we should have. You see, we all need the presence of God. And we should be able to say that, God, if you don't come with me, I'm not coming. If you don't go with me, I am not going. If you don't move with me, I'm not moving. Can you imagine many things that we do without God? In fact, we move ahead of God, and then we turn and say, God, come. I've moved. Can't you have moved? Also come with me. That's how often we do it. We often do it the opposite. We, we, we move in many things. You get up and you move to another state. You get up, then you move to another church. You get up, then you marry someone. You get up, then you engage someone. You get up, then you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even ask God. And this is what sometimes leads us into many, many issues. So Moses required the presence of God. And if the presence of God was required by Moses, then you also need the presence of God. Amen. Number two. You need his presence to go with you because of your weakness, your dishonor, and your corruption. Your weakness, your dishonor, and your corruption. Lift up your right hand and say, I am weak. I am dishonorable. And I am corrupt. Ah, Pastor, what are you trying to make us say this morning? It's the truth. Because when you die, you will see that what is left of you is corruption and weakness. By the way, husbands like quoting the scripture which talks about husbands living with wives according to knowledge because they are the weaker vessel. So the general teaching is that, or feeling, is that wives are weak. But look at the word. He didn't say weak. He said weaker. Weaker. If you remember English, it's weak, weaker, weakest. <laughs> so if the wife is a weak car, you are the weak. <laughs> At minimum, isn't it? So we are all weak. So husband, stop being macho. Stop being so muscular. 
Stop being so showing off and so pompous. We are all weak. It's just that they are the weaker vessels. Are you understanding? So because we are weak and we, we are corrupt and we are dishonorable, we need the presence of God. We need the presence of God to be with us in everything that we do. Amen. It says at your funeral, you'll be put into the ground. The scripture teaches that your body will be sown in weakness, in dishonor, and in corruption. The end of man is the same. That is why we need Jesus Christ. We will go into the ground in weakness, in dishonor, and in corruption. The verse for this point is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 42 to 44. 1 Corinthians 15, 42 44. It says, so also is the resurrection of the body. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in the natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body. And there is a spiritual body. Amen. Or should I say body? Right? Body. All right. Number three. You need his presence to go with you because you are nothing but grass. You are nothing but grass. All of us. We are nothing but grass. It's not an insult. It's a scripture. We are nothing but grass. So you need a higher power. You need the presence of the Almighty. You need His presence to be with you all the time. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 6 to 8. Look at it. It says, the voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. All flesh is grass. I like that. All flesh is grass. Whether you are yellow flesh, brown flesh, black flesh, uh, uh, what other mixtures? Mosaic flesh, Caucasian flesh, flesh is flesh. And it says all flesh is but grass. You know grass. Green grass. All flesh is grass. (laughs) Yes. Then it says, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. I mean, no matter how good you seem to look. eh? Yes. Even if you've bathed 300 times one day and used all the perfumes from France. And you are, you are but fading, isn't it? How does he put it again? Look at it. And all the goodliness thereof is as of the flower of the field. Nothing is permanent. Yeah? Don't you see that? Even no matter how you polish yourself, eh? by the time you come back from work, it, it looks quite different. <laughs> You should see yourself when you... Why don't you take a picture of yourself early in the morning when you wake up? That's probably the best time to get a true picture of who you are. <laughs> it's amazing that no, nobody's um, uh, Facebook profile or WhatsApp profile is an early morning picture. I'd like to see some early morning picture of people. 
Even the makeup, it, 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 it goes. It goes. It, it's never the same. When you wake up, you, are not, you don't look so polished like you, 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 you look now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You are right. Recently, a while ago, I was watching, somebody sent a funny clip on WhatsApp, and I was watching it. And it was about this lady in church who was singing, and I mean, very nicely dressed, polished, you know, singing praises and jumping and hallelujah, and all of a sudden, her wig fell. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard somebody say, let me watch my own. I mean, as you are sitting there, you look so nice. Whether the hair is Chilean hair, Peruvian hair, Brazilian hair, whatever hair, it is, we don't know. It so looks so goodly, but it fades. It's not real. <laughs> so we need the presence of God because we are grass and we are like the flower, isn't it? All, the, all flesh is grass and the goodliness thereof is as of the flower of the field. I'm yet to see a real flower unless it's artificial, like some of us make ourselves. Eh? I'm yet to see a, 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 a flowers that will last through the year, even through one season. I'm yet to see a flower on a plant that, 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 that never fades. The flower is there in winter. The fly is there in the fall. The fly is there in the, in the spring. The, the fly is there in the summer. It doesn't. It fades. And that is who we are. It says all flesh is grass and all the goodliness, the goodliness, how nice it looks thereof is as the flower of the field. Watch what it says next. It says the grass withered. The flower faded. It does. Yeah. And we all fade and we wither. Whether you like it or not. When I look at my picture, I mean, if you take your picture when you were like 27 or 28. Eh? If you, I think, was it Pastor Kobe or Imam or somebody? We just saw a picture somewhere where said, hey, look at it. If you take immense picture now and what it, it, there's a difference. I mean, he's become an experienced man now, but there's a difference. He had more hair. When I used to play soccer with Pastor Kobe, Pastor Kobe had full hair. <laughs> Where has the hair gone? It's faded. <laughs> Pastor Yuji, even you had more hair. It's changing. It's trying to grow, but it's not growing as fast as it used to grow. So there's fading. There's fading. No matter how you cover up, there will be fading. You see, you can modify it, you can cover it, you can do curls, but at the point, Charlie, it will be what it is, which is fading. And that is why you need the presence of God. Amen. It says, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it, surely the people is grass. The grass withered, the flower faded. But the word of our God shall stand forever. It says, all flesh is grass. You are grass. 
you are grass. Isn't it? Look out of your window and see the grass in the fields. Those are people. Many dead people have dissolved into the soil and have gone up and have grown up as grass on the field. The grass withers, people wither. To wither is to shrivel up and dry up. All men shrivel and dry up. All men shrink out of existence. That is what it means to wither. The goodliness of your life is like the flower of the field. The loveliness of your life is the flower of the field. All flowers fade. Everybody say, all flowers fade. Say, all flowers, no matter how beautiful they are, they fade. Yes, and that is the truth. Indeed, they fade very quickly. All men fade. Indeed, they fade very quickly. All men gradually lose their brightness, their freshness, and their color. What can grass accomplish? What can withering grass accomplish? What can the fading flower accomplish? Nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Turn to your neighbor and say nada. nada. Withering grass, drying grass cannot achieve anything. You are nothing but withering grass and a fading flower. Without the presence of God, you can do. You can do and will do nothing. We will need the presence of God to do anything. Somebody say amen. amen. Lift up your right hand and say, I need the presence of God. So this is one of the main or the main focus of our fast. We are crying for the presence of God. God, let your presence come. Let your presence be with me. Let your presence be with me. And as you read the book, you see the evidence. What shows that the presence of God is in your life. It's not just a feeling. There's, there should be tangible evidence that the presence of God is in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. I'm going to be jumping some of the points because you have the book, you can read it. Look at number seven. Look at point number seven. It says you need his presence to go with you because the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Zephaniah 3, 17. Zephaniah 3, 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Wow. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. That is why we need the presence of God. I need the presence of a mighty one to be with me and give me confidence. Yeah. It's like somebody walking out. Have you seen some of these top executives who walk around with bodyguards? Yeah, yeah they walk around with confidence. False confidence. <laughs> yeah. Because they feel that there's, 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 there's some protection. There's, there's some mighty coverage. How much more God with you? I say, how much more God with you? When God is with you, there are no loopholes. Yeah. If the president were to visit Abenting now, you know, he, first of all, he cannot just come into a place. Before he comes into a place, there's a security, you know, evaluation. They will feel and secure the place and find out if there's possibility of anyone doing. Then you know what they do? They will cover the area, not just the small area he's coming to. 
all right, they'll cover areas beyond even abenting. Such that they, even if you're a sniper, a, a, a wild sniper who can shoot three, four hundred yards away, you can't get him. They'll cover every tall building. Yeah, those of you who have never been to D.C., you should visit Washington, Washington D.C. Just go and visit. You'll be amazed at the, at the security there. All the tall buildings have snipers. As you're walking, you see a dark body with, and all you see is like, you see the, 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 the tip of the muzzle of a gun coming from a small corner with a scope on it. Yeah? If you try, they'll take you out. <laughs> By the time you do this, your hand, I mean, you are gone. And the snipers, they don't, they don't shoot to hurt. They shoot to kill. And your, your head is always the target. Because when your head is dysfunctioned, your hands, nothing works. So they'll take your head down so that your hand is useless. Yeah. <laughs> and even as you are walking, you, you're walking around, you see that they are moving. So it's like they are, they are, they are, they are, they are and they are ground, ground people, some of them in plain clothes, just watching people, talking to the people up there, say, 12 o'clock, look, look at 12 o'clock, this guy looks a little suspicious, then the gun will be on you. <laughs> but we are talking about a mighty God. Come on, lift up your hand and say, the mighty God. The Bible says he's, he's, he's present, mighty. In, look at it, what does it say? The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. God will save. And that is what we are crying for throughout the week. Lord, let thy presence be. Let thy presence be. Let thy presence be. If you don't pray, you won't, you won't experience it. If you don't pray, you won't have it. Because the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Yeah. I said, somebody sent me this short clip, Miles Monroe. It just excited me. I used to read his books, and when he died, I was so disappointed, I stopped. After I listened to that show, I went for all the books. I said, when I, I went to dig the book, the little, little, you know, collection, I pulled them all out. All out. <laughs> just, just to even see that I'm happy. Yeah. And he was explaining prayer. To the point that God cannot without man. Oh, God, God will not without man. Wow. That's the truth. God will, God, God will do nothing. God will do nothing. That's a topic for later on. But God will do nothing without our prayer. Wow. Yeah. I was just sharing with Lady Pastor when we were coming this morning. If God could have done something, do you think that God was not watching Adam and Eve whilst Satan was hovering around and luring them? Yeah. But his own rules did not permit him to do that. Yeah. He had to just watch. <laughs> yeah, just watch Adam and Eve mess up and put us all in this situation. And God will not, God cannot. So I'm telling you that if you don't pray for the mighty hand of God in this year, that God, your mighty hand, your mighty hand to save, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. I need that mighty hand. I need that mighty hand. That mighty hand should be with me. If you don't pray that prayer, you won't have it. Are you understanding? Wow. I think we have time to do one more quickly. Let's look at point number six. You see how nice the book is? Yes. But it takes time to mine this from the book. If you read it casually, it will be boring to you. But if you determine that I want to gain from this book and take it and read it, you see that it begins to open up and God will bless you from it. Point six. 
point number six. It says you need his presence to go with you because it will transform your destiny. It will transform your destiny. Me and Lady Pastor always joke about prophetic words, charis moment, destiny. What are the other ones, Lady Pastor? Help me here. Huh? What, which other one? Orgasmic moment. Hey, Pastor Kobe. <laughs> Your one, Kairos, yeah, destiny, destiny. You know, I don't know whether we have time to read this script, but let's let's try. Genesis chapter twenty-eight. Let's look at it quickly. Genesis twenty-eight and verse eleven to fifteen. Let me just quickly read. It. So this scripture is about who Jacob, isn't it? Look at it. It says, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took, all, he took all the stones of that place. This is Jacob. Look at what he's doing. And put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. So he's just preparing a place to just doze off. And he dreamed. He slept and he dreamt. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. So this is where this Jacob's ladder came in, isn't it? Now there are movies on Jacob's ladder which has nothing to do with that at all. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee thy seed shall all the families, and in thee thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, are you watching? I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee, to thee of. Amen. So this is a vision that Jacob had. And the point is, you need his presence to go with you because it will transform your destiny. Jacob turned into the great Israel, we know, by having the presence of God with him. God appeared to Jacob and promised him his presence. Do you see that? If you have the book, you see it's in both. It says, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places without thou go. That is what changed his destiny. That is what brought him to his destiny. That is what brought him into the place that God wanted him to be. I'm with you. I am with you. I will take you. Not by yourself. I will take you. So the presence of God changes your destiny. The presence of God takes you to your destiny. The presence of God directs you and places you where you ought to be. You can't do it without, without God. Are you here or you've gone home? So he says it was the presence of God that gave Jacob the many children that he had. It was the presence of God that made Jacob birth to so many sons. It was the presence of God that made Jacob prosper. 
It was the presence of God that made Jacob overcome the cheating and swindling by Laban. Yeah. Because listen, when God has a particular destiny for you, the devil is going to always challenge it. And it takes the presence of God to ensure that that destiny is fulfilled. Without the presence of God, your destiny would not be. One of the things that people would even cheat you out of your destiny. People would even drive you out of your destiny. But with the presence of God, who is mighty in the midst of us, mighty to save, your destiny will be fulfilled. Lift up your hand and say, my destiny shall be fulfilled. Say, I see my destiny. I see my destiny for 2020 and beyond. It shall be fulfilled because of the presence of God. Say, I will follow the presence of God. And say to your neighbor, neighbor, that is why I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm sweating and I'm fighting and this week I will continue to pray and wait upon God and follow his presence and cry for his presence and chase after his presence because his presence will take me to my destiny. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wow. I want the fasting to start even right now because I need to pray. Why don't you stand to your feet as we close, everyone? Stand to your feet as we close, everyone. Stand to your feet as we close, everyone, everyone, everyone. Until I've come. Where is Mama Fossey? Come, let's pray for our destiny. Our destiny. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. A good way to end the service. Our destiny. Come on, lift up your voice, everyone. Oh, come on, begin to pray and say, Lord, I'm crying for your presence. I'm crying for your presence. I am crying for your presence. I am crying for you. Come on, lift up your voice, everyone. The Lord, I need your presence. I need your presence. I want your presence. Your presence. Your destiny for me presence. Your destiny creating presence. Jesus, come on, lift up your voice, everyone. Everyone, you are praying for the presence of God in your life. Father, we ask for your presence Come on, lift up your voice. Some people are not praying. Lift up your voice and pray. The destiny, the destiny, the destiny of your life, the destiny of whatever you are, the destiny for your profession, the destiny for your marriage, the destiny for your family, whatever destiny that will surrender all to you. Prayer, prayer, seeking the presence of God. Come on, lift up your voice. Oh Lord, we need your presence. We need your presence. We need your presence. We need help 
our weakness. Help our weakness. Help us, O Lord. Even as we wait upon you in fasting and prayer, we need your strength. We need your power to equip us to bring us to a place of perfection. We are weak, but we are strong. We ask for your strength to abide in your presence like never before. Open our eyes to see. Give us understanding of your words. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you. I need you than ever. I need you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, as we end, we're going to pray this prayer. The Bible says, again, we just read, God in the midst of us is mighty yes, yes, to save. Yes. Mighty to save. We're going to say, Lord, let your presence come. And as your presence come, save us. Let thy mighty hand crush enemies. Yes. Let yes. thy mighty hand crush hindrances. Amen. Let thy mighty hand crush anything Jesus. that would even turn us or cause us to deviate or to move in a direction that would not make us meet our destiny. Lift up your voice one more time. Lord, let thy mighty hand crush. Let it crush. In the name of Jesus. Let it crush. Let it crush. Let it crush. The enemy. The enemy. let your mighty hand crush accusers let your mighty hand crush evil evil people who wish us evil let your mighty hand crush witchcraft let your mighty hand crush even arrows let your mighty hand Crush tongues that are lifted Jesus, up against Jesus, us. Let Jesus. your mighty hand bring everything my down. God, and let God. your purpose hey. and your destiny be Lift up your voice. Father, one more time. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. One more time. In the name of Jesus. 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 
So I said, if you know that your relationship with God is not where it ought to be, and therefore you are not where you're supposed to be, it's come back slightly. Come to me now. You'll be restored. God will help you. God will help you. I'm not the one going to do it. God will do it. I'll pray with you. God will restore you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. With all eyes closed, I'm going to pray this prayer because some of you still need it, but you didn't come for it. We're going to pray this prayer. Close your eyes. Everyone, and everyone say this after me, including those standing with me in the front. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am again. Just as I am again. I have not done well. I have not done well. I have not done the things that I ought to do. Not done a thing that I ought to do. And I've left and done things that I shouldn't. I've done things which I shouldn't have done. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. I ask you this morning. I ask you this to morning cleanse me. To cleanse in your mercy. In your mercy. And your love. Wash me. Wash me. Sanctify me. Sanctify me. Restore me. Restore me. I know you love me. I know you love me. And this morning I accept your love for me. This morning I accept Lord your love Jesus. For me. Lord Jesus. This year. This year. I'm going to walk closely with you. I'm going to walk close with I'll walk side by side with you. Side by side. By your help. By your help. By your help. By your and help. in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. I would do well. I would do well. Thank you. Thank you for this restoration. This restoration. Thank you. Thank you for your love for your over love. me. In Jesus, in name. Jesus name Father bless these that boldly came forward to declare that Lord they want to renew their relationship with you honor them and as they have done this publicly bless them and restore them thank you that from today from this very minute they will see the difference and you will keep them I pray that you keep them let the blood of Jesus surround them and in these days, as we pray for your presence, let them particularly feel your presence more than ever. Thank you in Jesus' name. The hand of God over you. Katapali, mama. The hand of God over you. Lebrosipalia. The hand of God over you in restoration. Hole, katamalimiando. Orosh, orosh. Malaba, kedoro. Lemoso, lantoria. I tell you, there's a very strong anointing in this place. Jesus. Thank you so much. Father, do it. Do it. Jesus, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Thank you. Thank you for Manasseh. Jesus. 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 Thank you. Yes. Sarah, stay with her. The rest of you can go and sit down. Katapala Mamorianda. What a mighty God we serve. Jesus' name. Kada Mamorianda. Lift up your hand one more time. Just thank God. Give God a praise. Give God the glory. 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 We thank you for ten. Wow, what a mighty God we say. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. If you pay your tithes, 